0: This podcast was first broadcast on Mix 92.6. Go to mix926.com to find more Environment Matters podcasts and if you enjoy what we do to find out how you can support the station which is run entirely by volunteers. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Environment Matters with me, Amanda Yorworth. Environment Matters is the show that brings you news on issues of sustainability and the environment from around Hertfordshire and from further afield. Now, I know that I haven't really got a clue what happens to my money. I suspect there's quite a lot of us like that. We put it somewhere that seems convenient or gives us a good deal. We don't ask what's being done with it or what the money that we pay in interest is being used for. And sometimes without our knowledge, it's actually being used for things that we really don't agree with or are very, very happy about. Back in 2019, Greta Thunberg said, stop funding the things that destroy nature and pay for the things that help it. It is that simple. Well, is it that simple? I mean, I'm not I'm not really sure I know where to start. That's where money movers might be able to help. Now it's an independent not-for-profit movement that's led by Huddlecraft and initiated and under licence from Friends of the Earth. Huddlecraft is an award-winning social business harnessing the power of peer groups to create change. And Money Movers is starting up locally with the help of Harperton resident Sarah McLaren. I spoke to Sarah, and the first thing that I was keen to find out was why the Money Movers workshops are for women only.
1: Okay, so in order to answer that, I need to just say what this is about, which is that this is about all people engaging in what their money does where we invest our money and what's happening to that money and um, the reason that this is specifically for women is that women um, have looked to be a group that often don't feel empowered around making major financial decisions that doesn't mean they're not capable or confident but for example in a classic family situation i'm sorry to say that often it's the man who makes the major financial decisions about for example which mortgage provider to choose where major savings or investments are, are put. And yet women are known to be people that are particularly good at thinking about future generations and the future well-being of the planet. Um, and um, essentially it's it's thought that those two things combined, both empowering women to ask questions and get savvy about money, and also that the idea that they would make particularly good choices for the future seems like a really good group and untapped potential. But I, it feels really important to say that this is, this is men's work too, that this is for everybody to think about, and that this isn't about excluding men. It's just about finding a particularly powerful group to begin this work with.
0: Okay, that's good to know then. So, Just looking at the basics of this, what do you mean by moving money? And why is this so important?
1: Right. So I honestly didn't know how important this was until a year or so ago. I'm someone like so many of your listeners who's anguished and agonized over my own lifestyle choices in relation to the climate and in relation to the way that we as humans treat the planet. And coming to realize a year or so ago that actually where my money sits and how that money is used is the most powerful thing was a massive wake-up call for me. And I was given this information. It's been shown that this is the most powerful thing you can do to cut your carbon footprint. It's 21 times more powerful than going vegetarian, giving up flying and switching energy provider. And the reason for that is that it's turning off the funding of fossil fuel industry at its source. The reason why banks in particular are being picked by this movement is that they are absolutely not doing enough in terms of aligning their money and their investments with the change that the world needs. And I found out recently that since the Paris Climate Accord of 2016... 4.6 trillion pounds has been invested in fossil fuel related companies by the world's 60 biggest bank. And that number keeps growing. They're simply not behaving in ways that the climate needs and that the world in the future needs. I was actually um I was having a conversation with my ten year old this morning because he was saying, "What's money movers and I was saying well look if if you've got a hundred pounds and you give it to someone, what they go on to do with that money really matters, and if they're going to go and invest for example in a tobacco company versus you know growing organic vegetables and that's an extreme example, but what happens to the money that we trust our financial providers with actually really matters and Quietly, indirectly, so many of us may be supporting things that we don't wish to support, such as fossil fuel investment, and not only that, and climate change, but also the values of the companies that are being invested in by banks. They may not be particularly great on social equality or the working conditions of the companies um, who are who are basically using money that's invested, and therefore where we put our money is also a vote in terms of the type of change we want to see in the world. And the reality is that the major banks of the world, they're just not making the kind of decisions in favour of climate that we would wish them to make.
0: Okay, that that really does sound uh, very powerful then. So what you've said, I, I understand that, but You know, this sounds like the kind of thing where can't you just sort of say to somebody, move your money to somewhere a bit more ethical, find a better bank or whatever. Why is having a workshop so important?
1: Right. Okay. No, that's a that's a really lovely question. That, well, I suppose from my own personal experience, this, this is why I'm doing this. Um, I've tried on my own to do a massive overhaul of my finances, and I've gotten so far. But the reality is, like most things that require a change or that require research and investigation, it's quite hard to do on your own. Um, and the reason behind this being a workshop-based um, system is that, first of all, we've got mutual support and we've got mutual encouragement. And also that sort of accountability that comes with if you've said to someone, do you know what, it kind of really bothers me where my savings are invested and I'm going to do something about it. And that's so much more likely to happen if you've got that person that may come and say in two weeks, okay, so what did you do? And also that sense of safety that can come with a group of, of people um, that says it's okay to ask any question, you don't have to be an expert in the financial sector, you don't have to be an, an, an expert in investment or in interest rates or in mortgages or anything, any question is fine to ask. Um, I think it also feels important to say that I won't be giving financial advice, that's not what I do, I'm not qualified to do that we're all going to be on our own journey in this. We're all going to come from a different starting point. Some will have more money, some will have money issues. It doesn't matter about where we're at. We're each going to begin the process for ourselves. um, And it's going to be different for every one of us.
0: Okay. So can you just tell me a little bit more about the workshops? I mean, where are they? How do they work? What kind of things do they cover?
1: Yeah. Okay. So the idea is that we run three workshops in total. I am going to be the facilitator of those workshops, but that doesn't make me a trainer. I won't be giving instruction. I will just be leading the sessions and sort of setting people along the right path of the work. And I'll also be a peer amongst the whole group. And it's sort of part of this work is that I'm doing it too in my own life. So we're all equals together, kind of beginning our journey in terms of moving our money. This will look like essentially three workshops in total. I plan on running them in St Albans in the autumn. Uh, Two will run in October and one in November, and they will be face-to-face because I think that's the best way to sort of get good conversations and good connections Built up. So there's no financial advice offered, but there'll be lots of games and sort of sessions of getting to know one another and getting to know our our ideas and sort of pointing each other in the right direction of where we need to go next. The main thing is it's totally non-judgmental and safe. You know, you you might have to people coming from really different backgrounds and that's just a brilliant thing because we'll all learn from one another.
0: Okay. Now you talked about different backgrounds there. Uh, some people are finding it financially very difficult at the moment. Is this really just aimed at people who've got lots of savings or is this of more wider appeal?
1: I mean really it's for anybody it ranges from the person that has an overdraft to the person that has money to invest and in, might even become a shareholder and everybody in between so of course it matters for those of us that can put money aside where that money is invested but also it matters where we place our mortgage because that's a vote of confidence in a financial institution itself so even for those who were only able to borrow money it still matters where we put our vote of confidence and there are so many ethical providers along the spectrum ethical and sustainable providers who will either take our money for investment or who will lend money or even literally where we where we put our current account where we keep that money all of it adds up to something that matters a great deal
0: all right, okay. I, I think, you know, quite often buying organic vegetables, that, that costs us more. Um, perhaps, I don't know, buying green energy, that, that used to cost us more. I don't even think it does anymore. But we do associate changes for the better regarding the environmental or ethical standards as, as costing us more. Are we going to have to be prepared to make a bit of a financial loss if we're going to be moving our money?
1: I mean, that's essentially what these workshops are all about, finding out. And it's going to look different for each person. And also, with the current climate of interest rates moving around all over the place, generally going up, it's literally impossible to say what financial impact this will or won't have for somebody. I mean, there's a there's a notion that long term sustainable investments that divest from fossil fuels are better investments, and you know, not only from an ethical perspective, but in terms of a financial perspective. But I must be really clear and say that that's not the reason for doing this. That this this is a about aligning money with our values, it's impossible to say whether there could be a net gain or a net loss, but what there will be is a a huge degree of confidence and I think gladness that we've managed to, you know, for those of us that are trying really hard in other areas in our lives to become more aligned to the type of world we want to see, there could well be a glaring gap between all of the daily things that we do, like cycling to work, you know, taking reusable bags of our shopping. We could be doing all of these actions, which all count for for quite a lot. But in one area, in terms of where we bank, we're really kind of letting ourselves down or allowing other companies to make decisions for us that we wouldn't choose to make.
0: Sarah, I'm listening to you here and I'm thinking, what you're saying, it's making making a lot of sense and I'm really interested, but I kind of I don't really want to commit to to super huge changes. Well, you know I I don't know. What what if other people are in my situation? Is it right just to come along to sort of find out?
1: Oh, so much. I mean, I I'm hoping and I'm expecting ideally a group of women who are in just that position that they just don't quite know and that really is the whole point is to get some encouragement and support to make the first step and it's not about how much money can I move or how much work can I do it's about the beginning of a process it won't end with the with the third workshop. But what will happen is that each week we'll push a little bit further to think, oh, what can we do next? And how, you know, can I phone you up next week, for example, and have a conversation because I'm interested as you are in where my mortgage sits. And it's just about a beginning. So no one needs to be an expert. No one needs to have a high degree of confidence. No one no one needs to have anything other than the willingness to start engaging in this topic and looking at it in their own life.
0: Okay, well, that's that's definitely reassuring to know then.
1: And can you just
0: Tell us, you know, I've seen the word empowering sort of bandied around, around these workshops. Why does it feel empowering? Can you just give us a little bit of, um, what does it feel like to to go on this journey?
1: Um, Well, it feels like, naming something I think you know we're all we all feel so utterly daunted and sometimes even despairing about the state of, of the world and you know climate change and, and so many other systems breaking down and I think one of the reasons why this feels empowering is so often we we become aware of the enormity of these challenges and we just can't act we almost have to look away and it's empowering apart from being financially empowering for women in particular, this is empowering because it's taking an action. And I think that's such an antidote to the despair. It's not about saying that this is the answer and that it's not about knowing that everything that we then go on to do is gonna solve the climate problem, but it is about saying, I'm gonna try. In my own world, in my own sort of position with the power that I do have, I've got to try something. And the the combination of that and also meeting other people who are along the same lines trying to act can just feel enormously empowering and an antidote to all of the difficult reasons that mean we often just feel it all to be quite paralyzing and not knowing what to do next.
0: Well, that, that really does sound very tempting, Sarah, when you put it like that, it really does.
1: So Sarah, if
0: we're interested in the workshops, first of all, how do we find out about that? And then, you know, mindful that there's a lot of men out there who might be thinking, I'd like to do something too. What What can the rest of us do?
1: Fantastic. So if you are a woman, please come and join my group, which is running this autumn. The dates are running in October and November. And you can get in touch with me directly at gmail.com. And also feel free to look up the movement itself, which is on the website wearemoneymovers.com. But yes, for those of you who aren't women or who might not want to take that step, one of the most important things you can do about this and about climate change in general is to talk about this topic with your friends and keep it a live inquiry and keep it up and running in your minds. Talking about these issues matters so much. And if anyone wants to get some further information about how our money matters, there are loads of good places online to start doing your own research. Banking for good and Make My Money Matter a really good starting points. And if you really are quite entrepreneurial and want to take it further and use your investor power to influence the financial system we all live in, then ShareWatch is a brilliant place to start.
0: Those sound like some great tips. Sarah, thank you so much for sharing those with us.
1: You're so welcome. Thank you, Amanda.
0: I was talking there to Sarah McLaren, do you know, she's so right, isn't she, that something as simple as just talking about the climate crisis and the things that we're trying to do about it, that can be really powerful, can't it? So Sarah's email again is at gmail.com. And I rather like this quote that I found on the Money Movers website. It's from the Indian scholar, environmental activist, food sovereignty advocate, eco-feminist and anti-globalisation author Vandana Shiva. And she says simply, it's not an investment if it's destroying the planet. As always, I'd really like to know what you think via email. I'm on amanda.yorworth at mix92.6.com or look for Environment Matters on Mix 92.6 on Twitter and Facebook. And I've just got time for a quick reminder that if you're listening to Sunday's show, that you've just got time to register for the discounted solar panel scheme, Solar Together. Go to the podcast page of mix926.com to find me talking to St Albans District Council Sustainability Officer Candice Looper, all about the scheme and to find the link for more information and how to register. So you've got until Monday to do that. I'll be here at the same time next week when I'll be talking to local author Judith Leary-Joyce about her new book entitled Eco-Renovation for Beginners. Until then, thank you for listening.